welcome back to Everything's Fine. Everything is fine. With Georgia. Yoni. And Yoni's here too. I'm here. Um, I I wanted to just just mention two things before we get into this episode from last episode that I wasn't able to articulate. The Mm. first one is Calvin Harris is the producer that I was talking about who was really the first producer to put his himself in the like artist position when it yeah. was like title album song name sure calvin it was always calvin harris featuring whoever the singer was right and that was the first time we'd ever heard a producer like put themselves mm-hmm. out there to be like you need to know my name yeah yeah so i just wanted to make sure everybody knew that i was talking about calvin harris as the first person like timbaland did not it wasn't like timbaland featuring Aaliyah. it was just right. Aaliyah, you know right. and you knew it was a tim beat by how it sounded right 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 but i'm also curious what year was that around that that happened? That Calvin Harris did that? Yeah. Probably, I want to say, from the aughts into the teens. Sure, okay. Is, is around there. So, okay. so at least 10 years at this point. That makes a lot of sense, and it makes me want to look up another album, because my, my theory is that that effect was felt in rock and roll music, and oh. that, that someone else actually kind of bit that idea. Interesting. Because there's a great album that I remember my dad telling me about, which was, because it's like, it's Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is 2007. Okay. So yeah. right around the same time. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, T-Bone Burnett, who I think did the music for The Sopranos. Okay. Um, he does a lot of work in film and, and television, but has toured around, um, I mean, for decades. Hmm. And is a really well-respected producer and kind of organizer. He's kind of like a, like Rick Rubin, but like of like folk and rock and roll, <laughs> kind of like a beforehand you remember rick rubin i sure don't he's he's i mean he's an odd name to know and i guess in some circles but he he produced i think the chili peppers mm. um so like i've heard of him but i don't know his name yeah i've heard yeah. his stuff i've heard what he's done right but i don't know oh his yes name. you have yeah he produced okay. rage against the machine okay he ended up it was his idea to form audio slave to get the former rage against the machine members to meet chris cornell and he was like no you guys are not doing nothing yeah um <laughs> this might be really interesting you got time on your hands yeah <laughs> Yeah, right. So, um, if my friends are wondering where I get the idea that they should live together, because I think they're really cool, they'd be great roommates. It's because Rick Rubin put in put Rage Against the Machine Audio Slave. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, he's he's really really well known and has crossed over like in many many areas. Uh, he's worked with Kendrick like um, many areas between hip hop and rock and roll. Okay, and was just around. Oh, I think he produced the Beastie Boys. I think that was his beginning. Well, I mean, that Around is the perfect beginning. mix of rock and rap. Yeah. It's like the Beastie Boys. Right, right. The Beastie Men now. The Beastie Men. One of them's right. dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want yeah, to make just, sure. One of them dead. One of them dead. One of them dead. One of them went, you know, went by the wayside. Um, yes, and that was a really, that was, that was, that was tough, like, when he passed. Um... Like, I didn't, I grew up, you know, not listening to a whole lot of hip-hop because of where I was and what was going on around me. My neighbors in Oklahoma were listening to corn. I was about to be like, you was around some white people. Oh, yeah. that was the case. 98%. (laughs) 98.5% white people in my neighborhood, it seemed like. The right percentage, if you ask me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's actually a little bit higher, if you ask some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the temperature your body's supposed to be at. It's the percentage of white folk. (laughs) Um... So much so that actually people asked us if there were black people in the neighborhood when I was, me and my friend, when we were kids, hmm. playing catch like baseball on the yard. He's, this white couple pulled up and was like, do you like the neighborhood? Mm. And I was like, in my body, I didn't understand. But like in my gut, I was like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, 
I've never had this moment yet where I'm playing catch and an adult asks me how my life is going. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I also didn't know how it was going. I was like, I don't know. They moved me here. Right. I have no idea what I like. Yeah. And that's and then the guy was like, Are, we have kids who are thinking about moving in here. Are there any black people in the neighborhood? You know? And I was like, 11. And still not having a grasp on... Like, I didn't even know many black people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't even have a grasp on yet the scope of the problem that had just been presented to me. Yeah. I didn't even get it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like you. I don't even know what's wrong yet, but uh, I don't like you. Yeah. Or your wife. Yeah. <laughs> or your wife. Or your, or your white wife. <laughs> or your I don't white like wife. You or your white wife. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like your white car. Your white wife. Your white dog. Your white dog. <laughs> Too much white over here. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. My friend was like two and a half years younger than me, so I had to be kind of in like an older brother scenario where I was like making sure he was good. Yeah. Because I was just, you know, I just made sure somehow like I knew to have him like stand behind me. Mm. Shit that you just kind of don't understand yet why you do yet and then, you you know, you, you figure it out later. But it's like, why the fuck are you guys talking to us? And of all the reasons, mm. you know? This is, this. that's the stuff that, you know, when you don't pass, as I don't, you mm. don't hear. Oh, yeah. But when, but I, one of my, one of my oldest friends passes for white, so she, she hears all the right. stuff that white people say when they think people of color are not in the room. Right, right. And that's one of those things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sad and interesting. Mm -hmm. And also, like... I, I know that, like, forming these podcasts, I, we talk about race and politics so much, and I, and I try to be cognizant of the people in my life who just don't want to hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. We're okay with talking about it all the time. Yeah. Like, whenever right. it just pops into conversation, it doesn't... Right. We don't get tense. No. We don't get just like, oh, I don't know oh, she want to talk about it. It's just, I'm just not in the mood to talk about it. Right. And it's like, well, I'm not in the mood to experience it, but you right, know what? Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe if we talk about it, we won't experience it as much or yeah. in the same way or whatever. You know? Yeah, but then you'll come across people who are like, no, 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 you talking about it is the problem. You bringing it up is why we have racism, because you talk about race. Right, it's and not the disease, it's the symptom. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's you because, like, your leg wouldn't be broken if you didn't go to a doctor and say you were in pain. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't tell the doctor you had a broken leg, then you would have then no broken leg. Yeah, it wouldn't be, it's like, I'm That's sorry, how, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. No, yeah, that, um, th this isn't one of the things that I was uh, wanted to bring up. So Calvin Harris was yes, one. The, sorry, the, the, no, 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 it's, it's, but you right, reminded right. me of something that right. I thought about a couple days ago and I and I want to say I mentioned only once but I don't think I gave you the context for it but I was thinking about it because I knew we were going to be recording yeah there was a person who I was interested in back in Florida um and I think I mentioned this a long time ago he was one of those people that was really uncomfortable with race and I just never I just never stopped with being the topic of it the entire yeah. the whole topic of race right and it was like you All are a, you are a white man with blonde hair down to your ass and blue eyes right and I think it's hilarious that we are interested in each other and we are sleeping together right because on the surface you he was like a mix of he looked like a hippie but he also looked like Florida man Oh, my friend's already, already <laughs> ready to call you self-hating. <laughs> yes! Like, dating this ignorant-ass white man. Yes! <laughs> and we did, thankfully, we did talk about that, about how when a black woman um, has a preference for non-black men, it is, the immediate thing is, oh, you're self-hating. Right, and that's when a not white fair, man, but it's, the more you describe him, it's like, man, you're giving well, him all mean, the material. I am. It's you're like giving I'm, him the ammunition. I am. Stop describing him. <laughs> Just lie. Just Tell lie. him that he's a great listener. <laughs> he's got a flesh-colored mustache. <laughs> I mean, there's just so a much. 
flesh colored mustache. I, I wrote on I wrote on his face. That is the flesh- newest band name that I'm going to support. <laughs> it kind of like is a texture thing at that point. It it's is. not even visual. Yes, yeah, it is. It's like I, you just have a really dense upper lip. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, Your upper lip got a lawn. <laughs> Mow that thing. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> but he was so uncomfortable with the topic of race at all. And of course, you know me, I joke about race all the time. Sure, I'm, sure. Al- I'm always, and I just thought it was so weird whenever we would meet people, I'd be like, doesn't he look like he'd be racist? We're fucking, you know? Oh my I, God. I don't know if I would, I wouldn't go that far, but I would, I would definitely bring it. I wouldn't You'd say have that. that energy. But I, that would be the energy of yeah. it. And he was so uncomfortable with it. He was like, he basically said, and, and I quote this, I'm not saying this is the energy, this is what he said. Right. He said, you're racist. <laughs> I said, excuse me? <laughs> He's like, you just talk about race all I the time, you're so racist. And I'm like, what is happening uh, right now? I don't now? think you know how this shit works. You, exactly, you don't understand the word you just said to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, uh, yeah, right. And then in order to get back at me, because I brought up race in front of people and joked about it in front with him there in order to get back at me. He was at, he was at a gig cause he played in several bands. He was at a gig and I was at the bar hanging out and watching them play. And he took the opportunity when during the break and like the mid session break, a white couple had come up to talk to him and he was talking to me. We mm-hmm. were just like, Hey, what's up? But at that time I think we had stopped talking or stopped sleeping together or something. And I just came to see him. Yeah. A white couple came up and he looks, he looks at them. He looks at me. He smiles and he just says, you are an N word and backs away slowly and leaves me smiling the whole time and leaves me and the white couple staring at each other, asking ourselves, what the fuck just happened? What the fuck did just happen? Exactly. This is exactly, this is what I'm saying. So I'm, so it's like, but he did that. He did that. And like full, the full ER. Okay. This wait is this in the, I'm still actually a little lost. <laughs> yes, so why? Was he this is in the same conversation of calling you a racist? Yes, yeah, so a couple of months after the first time he called me racist just for talking about race. He called he, you racist multiple times. Yes. On different occasions. Yes. And then at one time he also used a racist term on you while calling you a racist. He didn't call In he the did, same conversation. He didn't no, no no not the same he didn't call me a racist and then say the N word. The, the calling okay. me a racist was something that happened several times but not not at that particular point when he called me a racist so then but what, it was in, okay. but it was within his right, feeling so then tell me again what were you talking about oh right just before? hey how are you hey how are you hey how are you how and you then doing? the white couple walked up and then he used the n-word and walked away yes sauntered away drunkenly <laughs> and i mean sauntered with a smile on his face so i, I knew it was know, on purpose man. i think that man needs to you know it wasn't a slip up it was have on an injury that people that he has to lie about and say that he tripped after that <laughs> shit i don't know about that man so that was the last time i saw him you're not him supposed to be able to walk after you say that i know you're I, not supposed to be able to walk but that that that's how you know it was it was not a slip of the it wasn't a morgan wallen moment yeah it was a it was not a slip of the tongue it was purposeful yeah and that was the last time i saw i saw him in person and the last time i saw his bandmates in person who i really liked but i was like oh my god he has a band oh he, no no he has five bands. He, he that's what he this is what he does to pay the bills god. he plays oh, music god to pay the bills 
And this is it. And now, considering, I don't know if this deer's still alive or not. He, because this was like eight years ago. Okay. In Florida. Yeah. He could have passed by now. Who knows? He's, he's like a serious alcoholic. I mm. don't like, and I know enough about him to know why, but like, right. still, you, if you have a problem, you have a problem. My friend is getting more upset now. The one I brought up earlier, as he finds out, how <laughs> realizes how old your, your white man was. <laughs> Old white man, uh, old alcoholic white man, old alcoholic racist white man. If he's still alive, in the music business, in music, oh, that hurts. Play, yeah, yeah. So, but that was the the point was to try to hurt me. But like, you just like stepped in a grenade yourself. Oh, so you well, know what I mean. Hope, yeah. I mean, I, I really hope that you know his legs didn't work after that <laughs> for some reason that I wouldn't know about. Of course. So that that taught me a lesson of like, okay, if I'm dealing with a white man. Or anyone who, honestly, anyone who thinks that talking about race is racist. <laughs> I know that I have a, that's this a problem. This literally on The Daily Show. Yeah, you, right. That was what, that was what, and John Stewart had the, it was back then, and, and the guy said something like, I can't remember who the fuck this was. It was like before Josh Hawley, but it like even more angry energy. He was like, you don't talk about race, racists. <laughs> and then John Stewart went, did you just, he who smelt it, dealt it, racism? <laughs> Like this is the level of discourse on television. Yeah. Well, it has to be. We've been brought. I mean, we we've been brought down to the basis level of humanity right. by and, and you know. This would I would like to actually use this moment to bring it around to trans rights again, mm-hmm. because I think that if we uh, acknowledge the conversation surrounding that, it I think that it is. I don't. It, it's of course unfair of me to say this, but it seems to me to be more foundational than even race, is gender. Oh yeah. Just. Because of like the the thing that you, the element of your body that you that you that surrounds procreation and family building, and all of that is misunderstood and mistreated by people across all racial lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of thing, I think, will help us, like you know, uh, not cure but like combat racism. Mm. If you have a society of people who have already begun to dig into the trans to trans issues i i think that's an emotionally intelligent society that's tried to handle that i think that oh god i don't know what's what this we just have an announcement shortly <laughs> the train will be moving again very soon <laughs> uh, we're sorry for the delay i don't know how much of it you're going to be able to hear i don't want the to train talk of thought it. will begin again very soon is it is she done we're waiting for a signal from from the train ahead I haven't heard it. Okay. All right. All right. So I can go now. I think that the way you kind of described it previously was that you don't have to be, ta- you really don't have to be taught about gender to understand that, that every culture creates separations for gender. So you, so you grow up all what, you know right. what, what gender is right. you under, because it's, because it's taught to you mm-hmm. where like, you may not ever know about race. If right. you never leave your village, if you never leave your town and it's all one race, Chances are no one taught you about race. Right. But with gender, it's everywhere. Like, right. it's in your home. I think the way you struggle right. is gender is in, in the your, home. It's in your home. And so the enemy, the perpetrator, and the victim are living together mm-hmm. and raising people together. Right. People on opposite sides of the problem. Whereas in racism, it's like there's so much effort to combat, you know, make sure that you have this neighborhood that's like this mm-hmm. and that neighborhood like that. And then meanwhile, all the poor people are just mixing together because they can't afford <laughs> to, to be as racist as rich people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least be racist and, and allow that to affect the way they live. Yeah. They can be racist, but they still have to live next to someone right. that's from a, gr- a group of people that they have no respect for or whatever. You the, know. the real American dream is to be able to 
live with only your race. Like, that's really what you're trying to do. Which is really an odd way to call it the American dream. That's just what was already going on in Europe, you know? So it's like, is that an original dream? Did you guys just like... Oh, I didn't say original. I just said American. <laughs> Ain't nothing America done original. Ain't nothing we ever done original. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird that I think that in some ways there is so much, um, like, that there are some things in this country that I, I imagine uh, ha- it, it's it's... It's weird to say I imagine, but I'm imagining that it it is very likely that the lie that was told to a lot of people had positive effects because the, the people who told the lie had to pretend like it was still happening. Mm. So give us your poor, your weak, and your hungry, and we're this nation that's not really going to build walls between communities. It doesn't matter who you are. Come here, and the, it's an immigrant nation. And all the things that they said, the actual fake work that they had to do to make that seem like the truth had some accidental positive consequences that hopefully everyone else can capitalize on and say, this is what you said, we're holding you to it. Mm -hmm. I hope that our country right now is in a state of holding liars accountable for for their lies and, and, and basically saying, we want to take the thing that you did say and make that real because... We, we didn't even really believe in it until you told us. Hmm. <laughs> so we left all these homes or we were taken from our homes. And this is where we are now. You know, I hope that our country is in this state that, that we're going to. I think that we're closer know. to it than we've been in a really long time. But there's entire generations of people who believe the golden child lie, as we talked to uh, talked about before. Where ge- generally chosen people, what the, sh- the gold- <laughs> chosen people? Well, not Jews in particular. No, not the chosen people. <laughs> um, the gold- it just has a ring of familiarity. Yeah. To it. No. I, as I said, America is not has done nothing original. Right. <laughs> right. This is all the ring of the past coming back to Jews haunt us. Jews were smarter about it. We said <laughs> we're chosen to take on the world's suffering. See, it's like a nice dodge. Yeah, yeah. You can't be accused of bragging <laughs> if you're choosing to be the most, the ones in the most pain. Well, uh, Christians are, are trying to take that back from you, too. Christians are trying to be like, we're the most persecuted in the world. Yeah, they saw well it was working. It, exactly. They were like, we will they, see your sadness and, and give you, raise you with a cross and ex- nails. Exactly. Yeah. With our white, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. Starving, starving white dude. <laughs> starving. You guys have the, have the skinny Buddha. We have the skinny Jesus. Right. You got some old Abraham dude. <laughs> and there's, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's just very interesting how um, that's what the, this goes back to not going to therapy with an abuser. So the, so the, mm. the Christian right has realized how effective uh, suffering and being the victim mm-hmm. and other people abusing you, how, how effective that is right. to take that on and be like, we are the persecuted ones. Mm. And it's worked. Yeah, they're being reminded of it again, basically. The Jews taught them the first time, and now, <laughs> and now queer people mm-hmm. are teaching them right now as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're saying, just got to re-identify yourself. And that's why there was that clip that from, like I think it was a couple of police officers and a sheriff or something talking about how... It's not um, like the olden days like where we could days. just lynch people. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like they got... And then immediately from we can't lynch them to they got more rights than we do. Yep. That was, that was to me... Yep. Like the the turn of that. Mm-hmm. The idea, like, 
uh, the amount of self-awareness and it looked like his grandchild was like, yeah, my granddaddy's racist. There was that clip that came out mm. about from the grandchild of that police officer. Oh. And it was like, yeah, he's fucking... I think you mean sheriff. When you, I think you mean sh- sheriff. I think it was the sheriff. sheriff I can't remember. Different. Was it the sheriff that spoke? I think it was the sheriff, yes. That's just, yeah. Okay, I didn't mean to undersell. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I just, just didn't remember which one just, it was. It's just police officer sounds like a beat cop and this yeah. guy is like, in, he's sitting in an office. He's administrative. He's that kind of person. Yeah, he's administrative yeah, exactly. and it's got that much more weight to it. Exactly. Right. It does make a difference. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but he, the, the fact that there was like, if you, if you were to, a psychologist or, or someone focusing on, uh, the way an individual processes anything, like without the emotion, if they could take themselves out of it and be like, okay, this is what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, if that person was actually not saying that in a recording on television as a police, uh, sheriff, but was in a therapy room saying we can't lynch them anymore. Uh, they have more rights than we do. The therapist would, you know, muster whatever they had to do and say, well, there's a giant gap in your uh, analysis of this problem that you think you are facing that is causing you apparently some pain. <laughs> You're trying to trying to figure this issue out. So let's look at the giant space in between that first. This chasm. <laughs> yeah, this chasm of issues that go in between you cannot lynch someone Meaning that they have now more power than you do. Yeah. Does that mean that you're you feel like you're almost about to be lynched in your life yes. every minute unless you hold down the mantle of whiteness and yes. do some Hitler shit? Like, yes. let's talk about that. No, don't mean that. Don't. Like, <laughs> that don't. There go. Sound like boom. It's gonna sound like boom out. Words in my mouth. You work for CNN too. I bet you do. But this is why. Do you remember? Do you remember when I said a while back that this is why the new the new term for black people is the protected class. Protected class. The protect the protected class. If you ever go online and watch like Inside Edition or li- these little clips of news shows, yes, yeah. What what you'll see in the comments is and for and firstly, what I want to say is I I agree with this part of the comments. When it, now there is a backlash against news programs contributing to stereotypes against people of color, against mm-hmm. Im- undocumented immigrants, yeah. against black people, against right. Hispanic people who commit crimes. What I think is happening is they are still trying to be racist, but they're trying to do it in the get out way, mm. which is if the perpetrator is black, we don't mention their race and we don't mention what they look like. If right. they're anything but black, we will describe them, especially right. if, the, if there's a manhunt and they haven't been caught yet. I see. So yeah. what you see in the comments is right. they didn't say what the race of the person was. Mm-hmm. It's because they're black right. and it's because they are now the protected class. Which is really just N-wording the situation. It is. You know. It is. And yeah. I agree that right. like, if you're going to run the story, then say what the person looks like and treat everyone equally. Because right. we're, we're not saying just don't report on it when we commit crimes. What we're saying is just do it equally. Right. If someone committed a crime, they committed a crime and right. tell us what they look like if we're, if we're trying to look for them. Right. And this is exactly, yeah, the main, the main crux of it is if you can do this across the board like that would that would change a lot in terms of the the way that we would approach it we still may have issues with how it's being handled but at least we know that you treat citizens Mm -hmm. as citizens right and only that Mm -hmm. and so if you know obviously you have the skill set to avoid a mentioning race so if you're going to do it for one do it for all of them all of them you know or or do it for nobody or figure it out yeah do it for nobody and figure out how to mention race and not getting in trouble (laughs) you know like but obviously you can't and i I understand that because the tension is very high and that's how it works but the choice the the, what they chose to do shows lack of understanding Mm -hmm. while maintaining awareness Mm -hmm. and that in some cases is the most infuriating thing of all because it's like you see you know 
and you're still not doing the right thing. Right. But you are you are capable enough. It's you're, to you see look the like problem. you look like you're trying to do the right thing. Right. But you're not. Right. And I, I now some people may say it's not intentional. I think it's intentional. I don't know if it matters to me. I think that uh, I mean it matters to me in a philosophical like to know what like to get to know if I was talking to that as an individual. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at a corporation, um, and actually to some extent the way that I'm looking at the corporation represents how I would treat an individual when I'm like about to be done with them, mm-hmm. like in the middle of a breakup or something where I'm like, I don't know where you're coming from, but I have to treat this as just a blanket punishment, as if you are doing it consciously. And then I need you to figure out for your for yourself, if you don't understand, I need you to begin to. Mm-hmm. I need you to do the work to figure out how to understand because I don't have the work, the ability to get you to figure this out and to help you learn why, how, why this is causing me pain or causing society pain or, or, or whatever that is, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, it doesn't, at that point, it's like, well, you're not going to understand if I told you that you were doing this consciously. You wouldn't mm. even understand me. Yeah. And you would just fight me because you think I'm attacking you. Right. And I'm the problem. Right. And I'm the racist because I brought up racism. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? I'm just going to skip that part and say, this is what's going to happen to you if you keep acting like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like what individuals have to do all the time where they have to throw respect out the window. And it's like, like the guy who said to me, I don't remember if I brought this up, the guy who said, if I don't get respect, I'll take fear. Ooh, no. Oh, no. yeah. No, I, no. No, I support that to a degree. Okay. What he was saying was, and there's no context, obviously, I didn't yeah, right. I thought I had already brought it up, which is why I skipped ahead, but... I'm sure you probably had a conversation with a different person, and... It, yeah, it and probably I'm, I'm was. trying to remember, like, well, since I'm editing, and I don't remember from what I heard from editing. I don't yeah. remember that story, so I'm in, so I'm all in. Yeah, sure, <laughs> okay. So, it's, yeah, it wasn't too complicated or okay. anything, like, it's not, like, a long story, but I ended up meeting a guy who worked at the restaurant that I was working at. And he worked there before I was there. And he knew a lot of the same people. Mm -hmm. So he said, who's the GM now? And I told him who's the GM. And he was like, that motherfucker? (laughs) You cannot give that man power. Please do not give that man power. Oh my God. That's the only thing he does badly. That's what this guy was telling me. I was like, that explains so much. I don't Mm -hmm. know why I've been getting into arguments with him. Mm -hmm. He kind of kept making it feel like it was my fault. Mm -hmm. Like at one point I remember him. He's Greek. Mm. He was looking at me. He was pointing. He was like, I know your type. I know your type. Ah," You know? We ended up being fine in the end, but it was more just because time passed. You know, we were always kind of uh, uh, at each other. And so this guy, uh, the story is actually not about my manager. It's about the owner of the place. So the guy who I met who worked there before I had worked there was from New Zealand. And he was living in New York. It's like 6'4", tattoos, like fit, kind of a big, like, big dude. Sexy? Yeah. Handsome guy. <laughs> handsome guy. It's just the way you're explaining handsome it. I'm just guy. like, oh. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, handsome guy. And he, uh, he was bartending at a spot nearby. Um, I ended up bartending at that spot too. It's just the way it all works in Brooklyn. But he basically just said, um, told me a story about the owner when the owner was flirting with, uh, his, uh, with the bar. So, sorry, I should tell this clearly. The New Zealander was the bartender. And his wife was a server. Okay. And the owner was hitting on the wife of the bartender. Okay. Both of them are his employees. Uh-huh. You know? And the owner is like a uh, fat French dude. Mm. And this uh-huh. 6'4 dude is like not at all worried. You know yeah. what I mean? So he just comes up to him and scares the shit out of him. And he was just like, I'll fucking kill you if you do that again. Ooh. I don't remember, you know, if he said, I'll actually kill you or I'll fuck you up or whatever it was. That was but the it was vibe like, that happened. Never do that again. Okay. Directly to him. Wow. You know? To his boss. 
Yeah, to his boss, wow. to the owner of the restaurant. Interesting. Never do that again. Yeah. And that's when I said to him something like, it's just always just brings me down to hear that we have to go through this shit. Like, why can't we respect each other? And the guy said, if I don't get respect, I'll take fear. Mm. If you're not going to respect me, you are going to fear me. Okay. You know, like, you're going to know that this is my space. I'm standing here or I'm sitting here or I live here or I work here and you don't get to, you don't get to fuck that up. And so that I respect. Okay. I respect that. I understand that. The you context know? made all the difference. Yeah. <laughs> really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how loud it's going to be, so... Let's see what the MTA thinks about that. Oh, yeah. They're, they're trying to hike the... Trying to hike the um, fees again. Right, because they're doing so well. Mm. It's, it's an increase in service as well. I'm sure we're going to get <laughs> waiters on the train and stuff like that. An increase in service. <laughs> we talked about this a while back, but... New Yorkers um, will just keep jumping the turnstile if they, if they do that. I didn't want Mayor Adams. He's a former police officer, and I, I don't... I haven't met anybody who's excited about him. No. I haven't met anybody. But but as but as you know, our communities have to vote for not who we want, but who's going to right. cause the least harm. Right, exactly. And I did not vote for him, by the way. I did vote, <coughs> but I did not vote for him. Yeah. But uh, Mayor Adams is kind of a representative of the times we're living in. He is a... Former police officer. I was gonna. I was about to say he was a former black police officer, but he's still black. <laughs> he's still black. He didn't change his race. There's <laughs> a really good Randy Newman song that covers this topic. Is it called "Former Black Police Officer"? No, he's making fun of Clarence Thomas. Oh, Clarence Thomas. Yeah, Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Who's who may who may be in trouble soon. Well, I mean, you know, we can only hope. But uh, <laughs> that's what he gets for marrying a white woman. No, yeah. So Randy has this line, and Randy, for those of you who don't know, Randy is not black, um, and he kind of like pushes the boundaries a lot. And he said something like, uh, he's "Talking about the talking shit about the Supreme Court." That was the whole song, uh-huh. and he was like, two Italians now, and a brother now too." And, you know, talking about I defy you to find some Italians as tight-assed as the Italians we got. And then he says, "And as for the brother, well, Pluto's not a planet anymore either." I don't know what that means. What it that means mean? that he's not no longer black. That's what he was saying. And it's Randy Newman. It's not even a black dude saying it. So it's just all kinds of like, it's all it's kinds in, of tension. It's all innuendo. Yeah. But also Clarence Thomas also sexually harassed that woman, right? And he got yeah. away with it. Oh, God. What was her name? Well, I'm so, I, oh my God. I forgot her name. I used to know her. Yeah. Say um, her name. Say Anita, her name. Anita Baker? Yes. Anita Baker? Anita some, if no, Anita, no, Anita Baker's Anita Baker's the singer. I'm I think sorry. It's an, it, it is Anita, I though. Think I think it's an Anita, though. And Anne, it's one of the Anitas. <laughs> one of them. Oh my God, Anita Hill. Anita Hill. Anita Hill. God, I'm so embarrassed. Yep, it was um, the cube on the Coke can or something like that. Oh God, that was one of it. And Joe Biden had to apologize because Coke he, officials he, were like, "Couldn't it have been Pepsi?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Pepsi burned Michael Jackson's hair off. We don't want our beverages to no, be triggers for that. people. We gotta spread it around. It can't. Pepsi has got too much stuff going on. They right. they burned Michael Jackson's hair off. Oh my God. We gotta God. see. It was, it was a Coke can. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but Joe Biden had to apologize because. Uh, during the uh, the the first face off he had with Trump in twenty twenty, because we're definitely gonna have a twenty twenty four runoff between those people, regardless of whether or not Trump is in jail, he's going to run again. Yeah, yeah, I don't he's know. He's gonna run again. I don't know. Um, Tucker and 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 what's his name, Ron DeSantis, are both just working out what how to trump themselves into victory. The, so the thing about the thing about. Um, 
cults. <laughs> <laughs> is they really just stick. It doesn't matter who is there. No, 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 no. It does. It does, it but does. it doesn't. I'm it saying, does. like, if they end up doing a better Trump than Trump did, then they could figure it out. So here's the problem. I saw a poll that said, I think 70% of likely, no, we're not libertarian, likely progressive voters. <laughs> not that, not that word. She was word. pointing at herself and saying, who are we? Who am way, I? So nothing is confused. Who yet. am I? <laughs> I'm the Gemini and I'm not offended at all. Because I know there's at least a few people right now. In me? Representing in me? That you're representing with your <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if they really are there, but I, you know. Yeah. No, they're there in my universe. Sure. Um, nice to meet you both. Thank you. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you too. Both of you. Um, oh, there's four of me. <laughs> oh, there's four of you? I'm, I'm Sun and Moon Gemini. Oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm, I see. Mm-hmm. I'm, like a, I'm like a band. You are. You are a whole band unto yourself. A whole band. Um, uh, so 70% <laughs> of likely... Progressive voters do not want Biden to run again. 60% right. of, I'm going to call them regressives, but mm. conservative regressives do not want to run again. Yeah, 60% don't do want, want, do not want him to run right, again. Right, but then you should do a follow-up poll that says, how fickle is each group that was interviewed? Right. You know? Exactly. And what would cause them to change their perspective? I think you would find all the systems set up for Tucker and Ron DeSantis to just skate right in there. You know, if they did it right, which I don't know if they're capable of doing. See that, and that's the thing. They called Teflon Don because he's been supposed he's supposed to have been getting in trouble for a long time and never got in trouble, and now he's actually in trouble. Right. But they gave him the like everything slips like all the charges or all the accusations just slip off of him, and he can just continue on his ways. So right. Called him Teflon Don, right. but he's not Teflon anymore because he got indicted. Mm. Now we don't know what's going to happen with, sure. the, with the indictment. He still has the potential for Tefloning. He sure, and also there are there are no rules that were set in place that would keep him from running again, even yeah. though right. <laughs> even though he's got these charges against and him. Everything about him suggests that he will double down. That's all that he does. Yes, you know the and only way he knows how to get out is to go deeper in. And and the thing is, it's always worked for him. Right, which is, explains his sexual practices as well. well. <laughs> I've heard there isn't that much deeper to go, but right. like that's how you know. I don't. I'm yeah. not Stormy it seems Daniels. Like it's I not really noticed. It. Oh yeah, the person doesn't notice the difference. No, <laughs> <laughs> just, is it in yet? Um, is it? Why yeah. was that British? That's amazing. No, no, it was. We talked about it on the on the Valentine's episode, which no one's ever going to hear because my mic was oh, messed up. That man. was that was the Ali G reference. Oh yeah, yeah. Where like he was, you know, making all kinds of animal noises and like finished and his girlfriend or whatever and the girl's like is it in yet <laughs> so, that's where that's from lovely the Ali G show mm-hmm. um well, what's it uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen yeah yeah he's great a genius he is he's amazing mm-hmm. he is amazing but so we, we get to the second thing that you wanted to cover in the no I forgot what it was already I did too I'm like, sorry like I 10 minutes was, ago but, yeah. 10 minutes ago I forgot it right I'm I, sure yeah. I'll remember in three hours we'll find out well, at least when you're editing <laughs> okay. when sure. I'm at, oh, I gotta talk about this thing <laughs> Uh, I remember going to talk about it, but, but, uh, but no, it's just, we don't, we don't want these geriatric white men deciding our fates anymore. Right. The only, obviously the only reason I'm going to continue voting for Biden is because whoever runs against him is going to be worse and I just have to vote for who's going to cause the least amount of harm. That's what I have to do. Right, right, right. But what I, what I really want is for Biden to be like, I'm all in with you progressives. This is my second term. I'm not, I can't run again. I'm I'm going balls deep, as we like to say. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. stacking the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. I'm, 
codifying all of these federal rights that we were supposed to have that we thought were sacred and yeah. it's clearly obvious to us that they are not sacred. I'm doing everything for progressives to make sure mm -hmm. that like the next person who comes after me can't take away your rights anymore. Sure. That's what I want him to do. Right. And, I, and yeah. he couldn't have done that last term because there are centrists who wouldn't like that. Right. Who, and we need their vote. Right. But this time he's like, listen, balls deep. Right. No, yeah. I, yeah, that's obviously true. I just think that, like, it's difficult for... Or I think, basically, what I really would have loved to happen is that if everybody knew that he was going to only have one term and that he was specifically on purpose using his term to set uh, Kamala up, even though I'm not, like, a huge fan of hers. I know it. She, to me, she kind of seems like the Black Hillary. Like, I don't know who she is. That is... You are not wrong about that. Like, I don't know... I have no idea what she believes in. Kind of like, I'm not mad. I don't, I don't like... Oh. hate her i don't dislike her i don't i'm not like mm -hmm. against her mm -hmm. i just have no idea and as a black woman in politics i can also understand the impetus a little bit more for having to let's say navigate your shit so much that you become that person but um i would much rather enjoy a stacy abrams you know something like along that those lines in a higher position of power but even with all that said, I think it would make the most sense if this country was not so obsessed with the idea of weakness, and not just this country, every country, when it comes to the highest level of political power. Mm -hmm. it's, it would be, I think, inconceivable that a president would say, already, I don't want a second term, and for every other person to use that against them. Mm. Say, well, obviously, you didn't even, you don't even really want to be president. Let's not, why don't we even follow your bill at all? I'm not going to let you get anything done in the first term, even, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't even see that being possible, but I thought that would be the best thing for him to do. I think that we thought that that's what was going to happen as he got, as he got elected in 2020, or 2021. People probably thought that as a pipe dream, but not really, really thought. I, well... So I do have thoughts and opinions on Kamala yeah. Harris, and they're very similar to Mayor Adams. I don't like her. Mm -hmm. I think that she is the perfect pawn for identity politics, and mm. I think what she actually believes and what's actually in her record is quite conservative, yeah. even though on the outside she appears to be someone who you would think is progressive just by looking at them. Right. But she's not. she doesn't actually think that way, because she's also a former prosecutor. She's right. a former attorney. She's a former, she's a former part of the system that put a lot of black men in jail for weed crimes and weed is right. now legal. She's one of those people. Sure. But for clarity, I think at this moment would be a great example to, for, I would love, because I don't actually know, what would be an example of a position that who's in any level, in any way high up in administrative power who's not part of the system? No, no. What I mean by part of the system is she, she, um, like, actually yeah. prosecuted people and overcharged people specifically for marijuana charges right which was specifically designed to put young black men in jail like that's right. what that was for so basically for example because bernie sanders was a governor of a state and uh mayor of, a, of the capital of the state beforehand i think but there's no examples of him sort of reenacting the, the system's wishes right as a main part of his mo right okay Yes. I got you. That would so be the he, main difference. Yes. So even though he's a millionaire and he has houses in all these different states, he's for 40 years now been saying the same thing. We need affordable housing. We need mm -hmm. affordable health care. We need yeah. affordable education. Right. We need to stop jailing people for this reason. And Like, he's been saying right. the same thing forever. Right. Even right. though he was, a high, he was in a high position of power and he was, quote unquote, part of the system, he wasn't really part of the system. He's yeah. been super progressive forever. Right. So right. if I had to choose an old white man to run the country, it would be him. Right, sure, sure. 
and the identity politics wouldn't matter. And that's why when Obama got elected, I was one of the people who was like, oh my God, racism is over. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we have a black president. I'm that weird, I'm that weirdo at the table that's like, y'all know he's half white, right? Like, yeah, I bring, yeah. I pop the air in your balloon. Right, right, right. Everybody yeah. likes to forget he's half white. We right. just like to forget that part. Well, you know, it depends. It's like, we can get there, but not yet. No, it's just... Just let me fucking cheer no. and laugh and, you know. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Sure, uh, you got five minutes have before sex with I start. someone on top of a community okay. center. <laughs> <laughs> on top of a JCC. In particular. In particular. A JCC. <laughs> you know there's some young Jewish kids that got stories about that, I'm sure. Mm. Well, I mean, people who were, were kids, you mm-hmm. know, when they were in camp and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not going to go interviewing kids about their sex stories. That's awful. <laughs> this one time in bad camp. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> No, but yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't play identity politics. I don't just assume, especially now, like, I know that you're not a part of internet culture, but the whole TikTok revolution and the, and the YouTube revolution. I think it's a little bit too much to say I'm not part of internet culture. I mean, I just kind of rely on Instagram mostly. Well, but you don't know a lot of the jokes that I say, you know what I mean? And that's... Yeah, but I, and again, I think that's a little too much to say I don't, I'm not into internet culture. Like, it's just like, you could all say, I don't know a lot of the jokes you say, but that maybe is underselling. <laughs> You're right, exactly. Right? There's a middle, there's a exactly. middle Exactly. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, you, you and the internet kind of know each other. I mean, y'all, I mean, y'all are acquaintances <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but it, I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of people who physically look one way and then you look at it you see like who's sponsoring their little short that they made or the little tiktok they made and it's prager you do you okay, know okay i don't even know what that is okay that's yeah. a whole that's a whole thing okay prager you internet ambassador have you have you heard of uh oh god what's his name who who okay you know alex jones you yeah. know Tucker carlson they're yeah, specifically fox, fox news yeah have oh, i can't remember his name but they're they're Rush are, limbaugh so old, younger, younger, yeah, yeah, young upstart talent. I know, Rush is just so, I was just like, it, it was brought up this week again for the first time in a while. There are, um, so PragerU is basically a conservative media channel mm-hmm. that has lots of different people basically spreading a conservative message, mm-hmm. but what they've learned is that if they have people who... They have a Puerto Rican... <laughs> if they got a, if they got a brownie. If they got a blackie, particularly black women. I haven't seen too many black men, but black women in particular. Right. There are two. Candace Owens is one. Yes, yeah, she's so special. Yes, very, she's, very special. Oh my god! There's another woman whose name I can't pronounce, but she's half black and half white. Yeah, she and really. Did, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, she's just so. Yeah. So, so for those who don't know, Candace Owens, y'all remember a long time ago when um. People first realized Kanye West was crazy and he busted into TMZ and took over it for an hour and said slavery was a choice. Yeah. Well, they so, wore the White Lives Matter t-shirt together, right? Well, okay, that, that's recently. This yeah. is like seven years ago when okay. he busted into T. This right. Now, I knew Kanye West was crazy from the first... And not, and not just drunk and not just on drugs, but mm-hmm. actually he had a mental illness. I knew that when I saw... When he did the, I'ma let you finish, when Taylor Swift was on stage accepting her award and yeah. he busted in on stage, he was like, oh, I was just really drunk. I... Me, in my mind, I was like, nope, that's something right, else. Right, 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 gotcha. That's actual, like, mental illness. Yeah. So, at that time, people excused it as, oh, he was drunk. Sure. I knew better. It's an easier question to deal with than the other it one. It sure is. Yeah. Um. So, at, so, what he did around that time, Candace Owens was getting in his ear about basically trying to blame black people for, like, all... And, by the way, Candace Owens is black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot know. to say if that. If Owens. you don't know who she is, she is a black conservative. Yeah. Who is also married to a white man. Anyway, the point is, um, <laughs> I'm just, I just don't, you should know that. Right, 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 of course. She was in his ear at the time, 
And then Kanye busted into the headquarters of TMZ and he knows Harvey. They are, they were close at the time. I don't know how they are now. But he was, in the weeks leading up to him going into TMZ and going on that rant where he said slavery was a choice, mm-hmm. Harvey was going to bat for him. And he was on his show saying, I was just, I was with him yesterday. We were in the recording studio. We're friends. People are saying that he's unhinged and mm-hmm. he's having a manic episode. But he was completely lucid. He was defending him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know anything about psychology. He doesn't know how manic episodes work. Yeah. Or one day you can be lucid. Right. And the next day you are not lucid and you need to be hospitalized. Sure, sure. So he's going to bat for him. And two days later, Harvey with the rest of his crew are just sitting there in shock and stunned and don't know what to do when Kanye was just screaming at the entire newsroom yeah. <laughs> about how slavery was a choice. And you could see in Harvey's face, he's like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, was like, he, he was fine. He, he was fine two days ago. <laughs> and today he's not fine anymore. And a, lo- and a lot of clips that you saw on the time at YouTube didn't have Candace Owens in the shot. So if you didn't know the backstory of how he got where he was, you wouldn't know that Candace Owens was a part of that entire thing. Sure. But I knew she was a part of it. And there was a couple of very short clips where I was I was showing it to my, to my friend at the time. I was like, did you hear what happened with Kanye? And she didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. And I showed her the clip. And I was like, oh, wait. That's that's the person I've been talking about. That's Candace Owens. Because yeah. I was explaining who it was, I but I didn't yeah. see it in the clip. And I right. finally saw it. I was like, that's her. Right. She's been in his ear mm-hmm. pushing all of this, like, black people are not the real victims. White people are the real victims. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, know, right. so all of that stuff was happening. So is so so PragerU, this is how we got here. Right. PragerU is this conservative media and Steven Crowder is a, is a part of PragerU. Oh, okay. Um, I cannot yeah, remember the guy. Right. With the guy with black, there's a there is a gay person who is a part of it who wrote a book and he's friends with the guy I'm thinking of who's got black. He's white. He's got black hair and he's all over the Did place. Did the gay contributor get, go on Bill Maher ever? I'm wondering if you're wondering about that because there was a there was someone I remember who was really a hot mess. Who what, was do you just remember, like? Do you remember the name? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up now. Okay. Um, it's it was really very very specific. It yeah. was Like this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are so much better at being conservative than straight people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's there's no gay people like self hating gay people, right? Am I right? <laughs> people who are like, we need to make laws against us. I mean them. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> Whenever a politician just rails so hard against the gay community, it's like, well, we know who's in the closet. Milo Yiannopoulos. It was not... Wait, he's not gay, is he? Milo or Milo? Milo. Is he he gay? I just kind of... um, You got that vibe from him? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let me see. Uh, British white-wing political commentator, right, right. Um, I just, I just, I I, I completely assumed that if he wasn't uh, gay, that he was wearing gay face. Oh. Dressed up in gay face. Interesting. How much trouble would that get me into? A lot. A lot. Well, I mean, he was, I think that what I mean by that, that he was, um, you know, like not that my, my, that his sexuality is any of my business. It's not that. It was just the, you know, I'm wondering if the presentation of himself was in the same way that you might use a Puerto Rican woman mm. on a right wing organization, mm-hmm. that he was using himself mm. to further his own conservativeness by saying, basically, look at me, I'm one of them and I think this. Right, right, yeah. That's what I'm suggesting. And, and that is exactly what I mean by having Candace Owens and this other um, mixed race woman represent Prager U. It's the same thing. Look at me, yeah. I'm a black person and I think black people are the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Um, well, I'm 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 friends with a lot of black people, and they are a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It may cause me a lot of problems. Yeah. Gotta tell you, it's really a lot. You guys are a lot. <laughs> you guys. Come on, you guys. <laughs> you guys. Can you, I'm sorry, can Calm you, down. Can you, Jesus. I, it's not that big of a deal. Like, relax, okay? Like, slavery was so long ago. I don't know why you keep talking about I've it. I've tried taking deep breaths. <laughs> And counting down backwards from 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know. Might want to try it. Might want to give it a shot. Would you mind looking up Prager? Because I, I, I read think, about it in a white book. A white book. A white book. Why? First of all, why are all the pages white and the ink is black? Why, why is that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start changing books. Now they're all black pages with white letters. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. when the book burnings will start. I mean, they were very close to book burnings. We said this in another episode. Would you mind just looking? I'm try- I really hate not having this person's name. When I say the name or when you find it, you'll know exactly who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Would you mind looking up Prager U and yeah. like their main their main person? Sure, because, sure. Because like everyone knows this guy's name. And How's I- Prager spelled? A E P R A G E R. Okay. U. Um, Amala. Ekpunobi. That is the mixed race one who mm. is conservative and mm-hmm. is the face of like, see, I'm mixed race and I'm conservative. Right, right, right. That's um, one of them. Will Witt. No, no, Michael no. Michael Knowles, Adam Carolla, Dave Rubin, Candace Ru- Owens. Okay, Rubin is the gay, the gay guy I was talking about. Rubin's oh, is gay, okay. and he's but he's friends with the guy that the main Ruben. guy. Yeah, okay. He's friends with someone. Who's, oh, Ben Shapiro. Ben I Shapiro. Know, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course it's him. I, I'm sure I right. blew, I just blew out the microphone. Ben Shapiro. Oh, that man is so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ben Shapiro is that him. is that guy. He's that guy. Oh. Who's just like, my conservative values, and here's how I'm going to logic you into agreeing with me. And it's like, sir, your logic isn't sound. I know it sounds good, but it's not actually sound. No, but it also just kind of, it's so compulsive and quick and like kind of tense. It feels like having a conversation with a weed whacker. Mm -hmm. It's like this (laughs) tiny little fast moving upset thing that has one job, which is to trim. (laughs) But you're like, but you're like trying to handle major issues. And I'm like, I only want to hear about like what, you know, which direction you think it is to get to the mall mm-hmm. I'll, I'll accept your advice on that area like make a right and then a left all right cool yeah yeah i get you but otherwise like i have no idea he just sounds so he sounds like he's never really taken enough time to come up with his own ideas mm-hmm. and that he's just still spewing you know yeah just not in control of his own narratives so so Dave Dave Rubin is is a gay man who was friends with Ben Shapiro even though yeah. Ben Shapiro said like on record that he he's incredibly conservative and he's basically against gay mm-hmm. he's against the gay against gay. <laughs> against the gay right I'm yeah and, but he's still friends with Ben Shapiro because he's one of those like hate the sin not the sinner kind of people Right. So when Dave Rubin was asked, like, well, if I you... I remember that when it became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You were there for it. <laughs> I was there for it. My friend in high school said it to me. I was like, I... Oh, my... Where do, where, where to begin? Yeah. Where to begin? Where, where do we even start with where this? Where to begin? But Dave Rubin was was asked, like, if you were to have a... Um, if you were to... I don't, he might be married to his partner, but if you mm-hmm. were to... Maybe if you were to have a wedding or an anniversary party, party for your partnership mm-hmm. and Ben Shapiro was invited, would you be offended if he decided not to come or he decided not to bring his children or whatever? And Dave Rubin being a gay man who's also conservative, who of course has to have cognitive dissonance because those two things cannot coexist. Yeah. It is not possible. Yeah. With the, in, the, in the landscape that we live in currently, it should be because Jesus was the ultimate social justice warrior. Sure. If Jesus was alive today, he would be on our side. Yeah. But anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it, they, they were like, well, what, you know, like clearly your friend is against you as right. a person. Right. How do you feel about that? 
And he's like, like, I, you know, people are allowed to believe whatever they want. If he chose not to come to an anniversary party celebrating me and my partnership, like, that would obviously be hurtful, but, like, those are his feelings. Mm -hmm. And when Ben Shapiro was asked the same thing, he would be like, well, I may or may not attend. I'm not sure, but I definitely wouldn't want my children there. He was like, that was like, the, that was kind of like right. what he was alluding to was like the, the hate the sinner, not hate, not right. hate the sin, not the sinner. Right, right, and right. And it's like, you can't separate those. Right, exactly. What exactly do you think you're accomplishing by doing that in the first place? Yeah. Like you've, you've done, in terms of like connecting in any way, accomplishing a single thing, you have really gone about this in a way that makes no difference at all. If anything, you've added more, like, uh, you know, cloudiness to the actual level of understanding. Because now you think that you did, you stepped outside your comfort zone, like you performed a mitzvah or something, like you did a good deed. Mm -hmm. Do you feel yourself, like, that way? Do you feel, like, a little drained because you were around gayness? <laughs> like, how do you... You don't want to catch the gay now. Right. Now you have to, like, maybe, like, drive the long way home so you don't, like, bring it over to your kids. <laughs> Like what exactly is going on in your brain that you did? Yeah. By 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 making that calculation. Yeah. It makes no sense. It. I mean, to them, it does. I don't know how, but it does. Right. It's like this person is too important to our movement against gay people, for me not to go to his gay wedding. To his gay wedding or his gay. <laughs> and Ben Shapiro was very specific. He was like, if it's just a party that he hit, he and his partner are throwing, like I would feel perfectly fine attending. But if it, it is specifically to celebrate their union, I don't know if I would attend. Right. And they were still friends at the time, and I'm like, right. I don't know if so. Okay, let's. So whenever we get into this kind of thing where people are like, well, I kind of understand. You have to like, okay, let's put it in a different perspective. I like we're both people who date outside our race. Let's say right. that we're both married to partners who are not of our race, and part of your sure. belief system is that is miscegenation is wrong. Is that everyone should be with a partner that is their own race, and that's okay. just a part of what you believe. If I have a friend who I was like, hey, I'm getting married to my partner. Mm -hmm. We are friends, and I would love for you to attend. And they were like, I don't agree with dating and marrying and having children outside of your race so i'm right, not sure exactly. if i would attend your wedding I or your anniversary want that person party there at that point. i would be like yeah i don't i don't know if this is the right thing for me to do is to be right. friends with you right and it's like yes i understand that you it is perfectly fine for you to have your belief system but it is so it's such an affront to like the life i'm living right for you for you to for you to see that the partnership I have or the love that I'm sharing with another person is wrong to you. Yeah. Why yeah. would I stay friends with you? Right. Right. I mean, why, and why are you like, I, and that's kind of the weirdest part because you in that story, you would then know something new. You would be like, I am now questioning my friendship overall. Mm -hmm. That person is not questioning their friendship with you apparently, or maybe they constantly are or whatever. Um, but apparently they're, they're saying, I am not questioning my friendship with you. And I'm going to be doing something for you, but you you can't expect me to do it fully. Mm -hmm. And the thing specifically like not bringing my kids, because I don't want them to be influenced by your choices mm -hmm. or by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, so that, that's a, the fact that that's an actual decision that some people make on the regular is kind of more terrifying in itself. Yep. That there are friendships that include that emotion and that calculation. Yeah. That's Game of Thrones, like, Tywin Lannister shit. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't care who you're fucking, even if it's your sister, just fucking make sure the family stays powerful. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a calculation of um, compartmentalization. Yeah. And 
there there's a situation on a major where, level uh, yes and there and i will actually put myself on on the chopping block right now and and put myself in a situation where i feel like there's a topic that i might find myself in where i don't know where to go mm. specifically when it comes to children I am antenatalist. I'm not having children of my own biologically, and I and I also and that's that's internal, right? That that's me. That's me. That's my body. Nobody else gets. Well, if you're in America and we don't codify right. the rights, I might not be able to decide what happens with my body. Yeah. But it's but for now, while uh, for I still now have the outside of that, right. I decide what I do with my body, and I'm choosing not to have <laughs> children for for many reasons. Yeah. However, there are. Certain people, no, actually, the, the interesting thing is that I've, um, I've collected people who, who agree with that, like, just, just through the universe bringing me more child-free people. Right. I'm surrounded by a lot of child-free people, sure. which I appreciate. But sure. there are some people who do want to have children who are in my circle. Yeah, yeah. Or their partners want to have children. Right. <laughs> and they don't know what to do about that. Right. Now, if I had a friend who was like, I'm definitely going to have biological children. Real quick, just for clarity, is this women? Just women in this group, or do you think of men actually, in the same way? When actually, they make no, it's not. Uh, okay. the, the specific man that I'm thinking of is the partner of a of a female who uh, a female who like would be fine not having biological children, but her partner wants biological children. Right, got you. So it's so it actually so it goes both ways. Yeah, it's not just women. Okay, but actually, okay. So let me let me rephrase that. The women in my life who are child free, I I don't have a man who's in the circle that I'm thinking about who's child free. Like right. the men are generally the partners right. of the people okay. that I'm talking about. Right. That's about. what I'm, yeah. yeah. I was just trying to figure out if there was a man who wasn't a partner who was actually the main character in the story in Not your so far. group that you're talking about. Not so far. Okay, Not gotcha. so far. Now, there, gotcha. there might be someone who is that who I just haven't had this conversation with. Sure. But of the people who I know. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that, that it's the men who want the babies <laughs> yeah right right the biological babies and right. it's the women who are like Meh, either yeah. no or like i don't know sure um yeah and i love the fact that i'm surrounded by child-free people because they don't feel like so much of a freak you know what i mean right right <laughs> well, i'm probably much more relaxed in general while hanging out yeah <laughs> yeah because we're all over 35 and not like my clock my clock my, t- my clock is ticking can you hear my clock it's like bitch no i don't hear your clock That's shut amazing. up <laughs> Yeah. No. Right. You know how much can go anyway. It was like you know how much can go wrong. You know how fucked up my child would be. Please. Yeah. You see me, it would be worse than me because <laughs> yeah. I would pass all of this down, and then there would be more on top of that. I, I mean, you know, I can't argue with uh, that emotion <laughs> of wanting to actually get it right. Yeah. You know? There's no right for I me. I just didn't come up with the full like this is never going to happen. I've always been excited about it happening, but I was like, I'm gonna. Do it when I feel right about it. Ah, uh, see, I, I've, all, I've known since I was eight years old that I mm. no, no marriage. I like having having a contract with the state was never part of the plan. Mm. But like, mm-hmm. so that part of marriage, which is like the moan, is the, the most part of the marriage, is like this is a contract with the state that you have to deal with. Right. That part was like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like sure. a life partnership is fine. Sure. Um, but I, but I knew I didn't want to have kids. Like I've always known, I so there's you. no cogn- yeah. so thank God there's no cognitive dissonance between my biological like needs in life and my morality and how I think life should go. Okay. And how I think the human race should should go on the planet. There's right. no like conflict there. Sure. But but there are plenty of people who are like I don't I can't control it. It's just the way my biology works. It's just evolution. It's like you, you can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Everything was made to procreate. That is how life goes. Sure, yeah. Right? But you can know morally that it's, like, not the right thing. Right. So... <laughs> there is a balance between your 
physiology, your intellect, your emotional life. Yeah, it's all a relationship. of that. And thankfully, I don't have. Thankfully, that's for me all going in the same direction. So, yeah. I, so I don't have to fight myself on that. And okay. I'm very happy. I see what you mean. I'm very happy. Yeah, about what you're that. saying, I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what brought us here. <laughs> I don't either. No, no, it had to do with um, being child free. It had to do with uh, Ben Shapiro. And attending a gay wedding. Oh, so like, so something that I would have to consider when it comes to a friend, and and this is not an issue right now because in the middle of this conversation, that it's not, it was just a one line thing that happened. This friendship has now imploded. Yeah. So it's not something I have to think about anymore. But if I was still friends with this person, she is okay with not having biological kids. Her partner is hell bent on having a biological child. Uh She wants to adopt. He right. wants a biological biological child. Right. And one of the last conversations we had was me being like, I don't I don't know if I come across a pregnant person and it wasn't talking about her, it's just saying in general, that I would automatically be like, Oh, congratulations, like I because that's what you're expected to do. Every time you see a pregnant sure. person, you're supposed sure. to go, Congratulations. Right. It's a part of society that you that you probably were not taught specifically. You just saw it growing up right. and you do it, right? right? And I'm like I'm I'm the one raising my hand, like, but is that the thing we should say? You wanna look by and just go, whoops. <laughs> right? What happened there? <laughs> right. Like, oh, God. Different now. You got a lot more work to do. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I put my, I'd be like, are, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Well, like, are you, how are you? How are you? What can I do for you? Exactly. But don't ask me too much because I like my time. <laughs> so I'm that weirdo that's like, but it should be automatically congratulate because we don't know the situation. Well, of course, I think, but I think that like, um, every, you know, probably subconsciously most of the time and maybe consciously for a lot of people, people do, human beings do um, celebrate and feel the, the, like the joy of life as a gift. Seriously. I'm being serious no, about no, no, this. No, like, no. I agree. Despite and... every reason to the contrary <laughs> of what happens when you live, you know, you've got to go to work every day. You're not, you're going to figure a fight with your family. You might lose your house. You know what I mean? You could contract diseases. You might not have money for health insurance. You're going to, you're going to end up like Fight with your children after spending a generation fighting with your parents. Mm-hmm. You're going to get divorced. You're going to meet someone else. You're going to get shamed for the person you chose to be with. All these terrible things. Despite all of that, people, I think, do see life as a gift when it comes to babies, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to um, we like, you know, the, the, the numerous amount of jokes that you'll hear of people being like, am I going to hook up with someone at this wedding? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The air is it's just in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Like the... That is something that is also very human. The, the desire or the, the tendency of us to jump on the bandwagon of celebration for despite every reason to the contrary. It's, it's one of those things that is not taught specifically generally. I mean, for women, it probably is specifically taught mother to daughter. Like, mm. this is how you need to behave as a lady. Sure. But but for generally speaking, it's just something you see growing up. You mm. see a pregnant person, congratulations. You see a new baby, congratulations. You yeah. see someone's newly married, congrats. She said yes, congratulations. You right. have no idea how their relationship is going. They right. could be in an abusive relationship. Sure. Congratulations. Right. You have no idea what's going on. Right. But it's we're supposed to celebrate. Sure. So I'm that weirdo that's like, I don't know if like if someone who's in my circle that's mostly child free, if they got pregnant, I I can't guarantee that I would automatically be like, Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And the person who, who we were friends at the time was like, Well, I would hope that if I were like generally generally I think she was like, if I 
probably got pregnant tomorrow, I would be like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if I, if I was actually happy, I would hope that one of my oldest friends would have like the decency to say congratulations to me. That uh-huh. was one of the last conversations we had. Right, right, right. And I really had to think about that. And I was like, I don't know if I could say it. Yeah. I don't know if this is, <laughs> I don't know if this is what could break our friendship. Now we're not friends oh, right man. now anymore, but right, that right. moment was like, oh, right. this might be it. Right, this might right, be the right. thing that breaks it. Well, it's so interesting to me because to me, anybody who, I, I don't know if this is idealistic, but I would imagine that anybody who is secure in their self enough would not let um, that moment ruin their own relationship with their own baby, first of all. <laughs> and I think that that's what a lot of people are actually reacting to in that space. But then on top of that, there is an importance. There is a feeling that to me is very real that she's coming from, your friend in that moment of like, I know that I would just hope that you, despite you having your own belief system about whether you want to have kids or not, would be able to see that I would like I, I wanted this one and I chose to have it. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what you're probably addressing is that you're looking at this person in particular mm-hmm. and you're going, I don't believe that you want to have kids. <laughs> so I can't even picture myself being happy about the kid that I know you didn't want to have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just too much for me. The kid doesn't <laughs> exist yet. It's a hypothetical conversation. And maybe she was looking for strength and support in that moment. To know what was going to happen because maybe she needed some to like push her into the area to have a kid because it was more important to her in that moment to be in a good standing with her partner Mm -hmm. than to fix the conversation with you. (laughs) And she didn't even, it sounds like she didn't know yet where she was going to end up. And maybe that means that she will end up having a kid because as it looks like in the conversation, she hadn't really figured out, at least in that moment whether she wanted to or not she was just upset that if she had one you wouldn't be there for her and there's a lot of things going on at once Mm -hmm. but i think that she was maybe looking for support from you you were like for the thing that we bonded on not doing (laughs) like it's just kind of like yeah asking someone to be like if i signed up for the draft that you would be there and walk me to the station. I'd be like, we have been protesting this shit for a decade. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's exactly that moment. You're asking to, you're asking me to be your friend after you jump sides from the side that was part of the foundation of our friendship? Yeah. I need a minute. Yeah. You know? I need a minute and I also might still at that time... I might need time, longer than a minute. I may need longer than a minute. <laughs> I may need a yeah. couple of minutes. Right. But I also could still love you as a person and also not support the decision mm-hmm. you're making. And that's maybe one of the harder places for in interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. The hardest places for people to, to linger mm-hmm. for a minute. People just kind of want to shove that moment out of the window and move on. Is there a difference between that moment and being against homosexual relationships and being friends with the homosexual and saying, I love you as a person, but I can't attend your wedding or I can't attend your anniversary because of my particular beliefs. Is there a difference? Um, I don't know about a difference. I think that moment is involved in the, the, the circumstance you're talking about in multiple ways that the moment was involved the first time that let's say Ben Shapiro um, learned that he was going to have a gay person on the network that, you know, that he has to go through a moment then mm-hmm. and rationalize something. And then let's say that person rises or falls in prominence. There are moments along the way there. And then if he develops a relationship, there's moments on the way there. And then there's the event in terms of the reporter asking the question. There's a moment there where he can either live in the gray area or shove it out the window. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the, the most frustrating type of person is him in a way because it, it it's clear from his like skills in the area of communication verbally that he has um, the tools to learn and there are things that I, I, it feels like he's actively avoiding learning mm-hmm. and then manipulating the narrative that comes out that he digests. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like again, if we're not the villain in our own story, how could I prove that he's doing that and I'm not doing that <laughs> about my liberalism? You know what I mean? That's where it kind of like, mm-hmm. you just kind of keep looking at every circumstance one after the other. Yeah. You know, people like my friend's older brother called me a, was he always accused me of playing both sides all the time. And I was like, well, you're a fucking radical. <laughs> you know, it was like, of course I seem like a diplomat to you. Like it was just, we were both kind of like, yeah. he was like, I don't like how calm you stay in difficult conversations and shit. I got angrier so I can trust you. Yeah. He was in a weird stage of life at that time. Yeah. He was also, he was also like six, seven. And the first time I met him, he threatened to kick me in the chest. Oh, that guy, <laughs> that guy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a couple episodes back. Yeah, that. Guy, yeah, that's right. That's I remember right. Remember that guy? Yeah. Because I just edited. It. I remember that, that right, conversation. Right. Right. And we're we're cool now. You know? <laughs> but um. But yeah. I but. I believe in knuckle crack. Knuckle crack. I just I might edit it out. See now I can't edit when we yep. when, when we talk about it. I can't out. edit it. I'm gonna call it out so that we know what's going on. <laughs> so Full it has transparency. To stay in there. It has to stay in. That's right. Eventually, we're gonna get to the point where I, where editing just means uh, you cut out the beginning and you cut out the very end where you hear the rustling oh of the God. chairs. Please, please don't explain editing to them. <laughs> no, I'm going to. <laughs> and I'm leaving this in too. Oh my God. But but in the, in the middle, I just let it be. <laughs> I don't do anything. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's unfortunately a lot of straight men's approach to sex. <laughs> angles, angles and tempo. Angles, angles and tempo. Angles and tempo. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> right. no, get a protractor. Get a, oh my god. Get a, get a sextant. It, it's in the name. Get a sextant. Oh my god. Look up what that is. Yeah, I don't even know what a sextant is. Get an abacus. Oh, a sextant is yeah. for like, I think astronomy. It's one of those like... Angle. Oh. It's one of those angled things that's Tell like, you where, like, the star is I and think how so. far away it is I or think whatever. so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Protractors and sextants. Yeah. You know? And advocates. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. All right. So. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a good time to, to stop. All right. And I, and, good too. and I think next time we're, we'll get into uh, why we drink. I think we're finally going to get into that. Yes, it's coming. It's, it's approaching. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. I don't, we'll, we'll find out if it's true or Wait not. Wait for it. Wait, <laughs> Wait for it. The, the, good, the good is coming. That's yes. What, that's, what also, that's also what white people said. Well. Wait for it. <laughs> this society that you've been waiting for is almost here. We promise it's, we're almost there. Mm-hmm. Mm. We've almost gotten rid of all the people that you're afraid of, that, right. <laughs> that we've made you afraid of. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much. Make for, America afraid again. Make America afraid again. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for being an amazing host. Oh, thank you for being an amazing host as well. Thank yeah. you for joining us on Everything's Fine mm-hmm. with Georgia. With, with Georgia. Yeah, and he's Yoni. here too. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see. Well, well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us next week. Yeah, but you, yeah, we, we will feel feel seen by you. Twenty seven episodes in, we'll finally talk about. <laughs> now we're here. Yeah, yeah. We'll finally talk about why we drink. It's indeed. It's in, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, with an, over another drink. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This drink that you made, this coffee drink, was amazing. Last time it was like a, it was a lemon drink. This is a coffee drink. We'll come mm-hmm. up with something really interesting next time. Sounds great. All right. All right. We'll see you then. Bye.